0: For SEN America, this is the SEN NBA Podcast.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another big edition of the SEN NBA Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sicari, and we come at you today with our last season preview edition as we head towards, towards the 2017-18 NBA season. It's right on the verge, Mikey. Mike, as I welcome Mike Velasquez into the podcast. Mike, how are you?
2: Yeah, good. Caught me mid selfie.
1: Oh, I did catch you mid selfie. Um, it's very. There's a reason I threw to you as quickly as that. These
2: <laughs> these podcasts are some of my most excited ones because I just love giving predictions and I think some good topics and some good discussion is going to be coming up on this podcast.
1: And to join us for our little whip around season preview slash predictions episode is our man in Brooklyn, New York City, Chris Tyler. Chris, how are you?
0: I'm good, boys. It's 2.06 in the morning and I'm still going strong. But if you hear me snore halfway through, just start yelling really loudly so I can wake up because uh, I don't know how much longer I can stay up for. Well, well,
1: we'll do, you're very committed to the cause of the SDN NBA podcast. So we do Absolutely. appreciate that fact. Hey, let's get straight into it. Well, Chris is half asleep, so we're going to get straight into it. No wasting time. <laughs> I won't keep you I, won't keep you I will keep no, you I'm awake. I'm a
0: professional, boys. I can, I, you can keep me for as long as you want. If you want to do it for an hour, I'm happy. I'm, I'm committed to the cause.
1: All right, we'll start at the top. MVP, who's winning the MVP, Mikey? You... Somewhat controversial, oh, no. but I
2: reckon oh. Kyrie Irving I've is going to go. Player. I've oh. got the same
1: player. I've got the same player.
2: We've just we've just air five. No, we've actually high five because <laughs> uh, I have the I same. think he's got a, a a point to prove, and I think he's going to go really, really close. To winning the MVP. Right. Can I I know I asked everyone for a top five and you didn't have time, but I'm giving you my top five. Okay. Kyrie Irving, the Greek freak, LeBron, oh. Harden, and Westbrook.
1: Kyrie and the Greek freak at the top. That's a very different looking MVP race sure is. than we have seen over the past which is great because we want to see mix we want to see it mix up a bit. Iris mm. is Kyrie. He's embraced a different attitude this year, man. Yeah. He's he's just into himself. He's embraced himself more than I've he's ever seen. He's the villain, isn't he? Yeah. Well maybe I, I, I don't like to use him the word villain. I use it in our Eastern it, Conference it, preview. I know what you mean. There's a bit of a villain element to it, but in a good way.
2: Before we move on, why has he started talking trash against the Cleveland Cavaliers? He's trying to oh, I just think he's up.
1: embraced his persona more. Chris, let's bring you into the conversation. First off, Chris, we haven't got your MVP prediction yet, so go for it.
0: Well, I think for anyone who's been listening to the uh, both the Eastern Conference preview podcast and the Western Conference preview podcast... It'll come as a surprise that I got the Greek Freak yeah. as my league MVP. This is a guy who I think really could become one of the top 10 players I've ever seen in the NBA. He's the most exciting player I've ever seen. He's my favorite player of all time. Um, and I really believe that he's going to have yet another breakout year. Every year seems to be a breakout year for Giannis. I think it's going to be another one for him and he's going to finally get the MVP
1: that he deserves. And that will be so fun to watch. Mm. Like, if- oh, Will it what? Giannis is a guy that has no ceiling for mine. If he develops oh if he develops that jump shot, to me it's almost the only element that's lick, that that's missing. The only element that he's missing that he's lacking is that jump shot because like I said in our Eastern Conference preview which you can listen back on if you missed it, sen.com.au and on iTunes the Western Conference preview is there as well in full a full dissection of both those conferences and every team as well but when you're watching the Bucks play, when Giannis has the ball kind of at that free point line or just inside the free point line, the defense will sag off. So he has this space. Instead of taking the jump shot, which is wide open, he will sometimes try and force the issue. He can get a bit clustered and congested, can force a turnover or a bad shot. And then if even if he does get fouled, the free throw line is another area where I'm not too confident in his ability yet. Um, but
0: the the good news, though, he's 22.
1: Oh, absolutely. He's only absolutely.
0: 22 years old. Yeah,
1: and th- that's what I mean. It's a positive. Like I said, he can develop into a guy that's the best player in the league, as early potentially, as this season. Maybe not this season. When you see Kevin says
0: he could become the best player of all time. He came out two days ago and yeah. said that he could potentially be the best player that we've ever seen, and I don't disagree.
1: It's high praise, Mikey. When you
2: start getting praise from players of that ilk, you There's no denying it. I don't know what to say, but it's just people are noticing the skill level of him. And I'm going to just say something before we continue. I picked Dustin Martin to win the Brownlow medal at the start of the (laughs) AFL season. So if I get Kyrie as well, you can start calling. I don't know what you want to call me, but I can predict the future, people.
1: All right, Mikey, well, we'll move on. We'll move on on that note. It just gives himself a nice little head wobble as we move on. Rookie of the year. Now, Chris, I'm going to start with you, because you love the rookies. You love the draft. Who's your rookie of the year? This is your area of expectations, expertise.
0: So it's a big draft class. You can, mm. you can pretty much throw five or six names, and you can convince me that they're going to win rookie of the year. You could throw in Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, a whole bunch of guys, Josh Jackson, another one. Ultimately, though... I think it's going to be Dennis Smith Jr. Mm. I think he's going to be given the keys to that Mavericks offense. He's going to get a lot of minutes, and he's going to prove that he's one of the most offensively gifted guards or offensively gifted players uh, in this whole draft class. He is going to put up some big numbers on a team that really lacks uh, offensive firepower, and he's just going to prove that uh, he's, he's one of the best players in the league. He's going to really be a steal for, for the Mavericks. It, it's actually amazing how much he, he fell uh, on draft day, but he could really go out and prove that uh, that he should have been selected much higher. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder, that's for sure. This
2: is a Ben Simmons and Lonzo Ball's award to lose, and I really believe that Ben Simmons is going to go and win it. Um, Coach um, Brad Brett Brown said that he he's going to start at the point guard position. Markel Ford's probably going to come off the bench. We've seen what he's done in these preseason games. It's just amazing what he can do. He, he's got to work on his jump shot, but I believe that Ben Simmons and Lonzo
0: Ball—he's not a winner—but
2: Rookie of the Year, you don't have to be a winner. Yeah, now, I don't. I don't buy into that. You've got to be playing on a winner. Rookies should not be put in the same category as MVP, and I, I disagree with that uh, wholeheartedly. And and I I got. I've predicted on a few of these podcasts that I believe that Philly 76ers, if all healthy all season long, will make the top eight in the East.
1: My turn. My turn for Rookie of the Year. Like you said, you said uh, Mickey, I'm going Lonzo Ball. I reckon this kid's just going to take the league. Not by storm. I don't want to say that in his rookie season. I think there will be an element of theatre to this Rookie of the Year voting. I mean, it, we never know how the voters get persuade, persuade in this regard, but... I reckon he's going to do a lot of good things. A lot of good things. And being on the Lakers, being on national TV than many, than most other rookies will be, and having that at spotlight on him will work in his favor because it will enhance his performances, which will be great. But being on that team, as compared to a Dennis Smith uh, um, junior, Chris, who's going to be a great player, Dennis Smith, there's no doubt about it. But just for the rookie season, I think the, the factor of Lonzo being on the Lakers as opposed to Dennis being... On the Mavericks, I reckon going to work in Lonzo's favour. Now, whether that's right or wrong, that's a different argument. Uh, the box score will help him
0: out. They'll just look at his box score and see he's putting up some big-time numbers and they'll be uh, giving him the tick, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but they're going to actually see Lonzo, and they're going to see the theatre around. I reckon that can work in his favour.
2: Aren't we just excited to have a half a really good uh, rookie class? Last season's top three rookies, only one was from that actual rookie class, so it's going to be good yeah. to have a really strong rookie class to look forward to. All
1: right, well, let's move on. That's going to be fun to watch. Another award that's always just one of those ones that's so hard to predict because yeah. you don't know how the six men of the year is going to pan out because we almost don't know who the six men are going to be. You know, it can change midway through the season or a quarter of the way in. Um, I'm going for a guy that in J.R. Smith that will be starting off the bench initially. Mike, is put his oh, hand up. I've got the same thing. you got J.R. Smith as well. <laughs> You've been copying uh, my notes. No,
2: Luke's been copying my no, notes. No, I
1: haven't been copying notes. I had mine made before you did because you were late. <laughs> they um, leaked online somewhere. I'm going Jr. Smith because I reckon he has come into his own on the Cavs team. He was great in the starting role last year. He's not too happy coming off the bench. So that could maybe – I don't know how that's going to work. I reckon he'll, he'll get past that because he's got the guys like Wade and James and, and those guys – They'll be able to get him through that little little period there. I just reckon he's 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 more efficient than he ever has been. He actually does put in some effort on the defensive end, and he can be a disruptive defender. Like you know, he's not bad on that end of the ball. So that's why I'm looking at Jr. I think this guy on a winning team again. The winning factor it shouldn't play a part in individual awards. I've always said that, but it does. That's just the nature of the game and the industry. I'm going Jr.
2: I was really surprised to see Jr. Smith was disappointed to go to the, to the bench. I thought he would have relished it. I, I still hope that he comes in and he's, he kind of plays with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, if that's the right word, to prove a point that's saying, look, I'm a really good player and I want to win this award. I want to lead this second unit on a championship contending team. You saw me start at the two guard for three straight seasons and we went to the finals. Three straight seasons, but I want him to kind of come in with the mentality of going. I want to lead this second unit, not so much I want to win this award, but I want to lead this second unit. I'm happy to start behind Wade. It's kind of my, it's kind of my team in in a way. It's my second team. If that makes sense.
0: I've got um, I've got Marcus Smart. Hopefully, I don't sound like too much of a Homer when I say that. But this is a guy who's coming off a fabulous uh, offseason, dropped a whole bunch of weight. Is now being given the nickname Skinny Marcus. That's how how good he's looking at the moment. He's still got the strength to guard the the guys uh, at the four, which is good. He can pretty much guard one through four still, which is fantastic. He seems to really have improved his three-point shot as well, and that was his biggest downfall last year and really throughout his entire career, the ability to hit any shot outside the arc that's not that corner three. He's always been good at that corner three, but if he can develop a shot from everywhere else around that uh, that, that three-point line, he's going to be really influential for the Celtics this season. Obviously, this is a team that uh, relishes ball movement and, and defense and tenacity, and he brings all those three things in spades. So um, playing under Brad Stevens is going to help as well, and he's really going to benefit from... Um, the, the new guys coming in, like Kyrie Irving and, and Gordon Haywood. So for me, Marcus Smart is, it, unless unless they, they think that he's going to start, but I, I'd say at this stage, Jalen Brown might be starting ahead of him. Um, but yeah, but to me, that's the only thing that's going to stop Marcus Smart from being the six man of the year is if he plays too many games.
1: Let's move on to another award that I always find so hard to predict because it's one of those ones where players can come out of nowhere to get that's most improved. Mikey, let's start with you. Your most improved player for
2: 17-18? I find this a really hard award to, to predict, also as hard as a six-man award, and I kind of just went for a stab in the dark, and I think Miles Turner, I think it's mm. going to come from an Eastern team with the East being so weak and having so many easy games. We saw what he did last season on the Indiana Pacers team. I think he can, well, it's going to be his team. I don't know who else is better than him on oh, the Pacers team. It's definitely uh, his team. team. Yep. I think, a lot of the offense is going to go through Miles Turner, so I think he's going to go really close to winning Most Improved. And just because I'm a Sixers fan, I think if Joel Embiid stays on the court long enough, I think the award for him is up for grabs as well. I mean, we've all seen he's unguardable Chris, in the NBA. Chris,
0: I'm uh, my, my nomination for Most Improved Player. It's it's unprecedented. I've got Giannis and Dicombo going back, back to back. To- he could win MVP and Most Improved Player. That's how good I think he's going to be this year. Every year he seems to come back so much better than the last. If he really does develop that three point shot and that mid range game, he's really going to be unstoppable. And, and I really think that he could potentially become the uh, the Most Improved Player.
1: Gee, someone's got you very excited, Somehow. Chris. You're on MVP and Most Improved will be. I'm not, will that be history making? Just Christian, without notice, will that be the first time ever?
0: it will be close. I'm just having a look at all the uh, most improved players, and none of them have won an MVP that I can tell.
1: All right. Well, it'll be unprecedented. It'll be a first time in a long time, if it is not the first time. First um, time
0: back-to-back, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, most improved player for more. I reckon Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Now, this is a guy that last year, he, he just came onto the scene in an uh, unbelievable fashion. I think a trend with the most improved player. He's a guy that will have a breakout maybe second half of the year, the season prior. So then there's already a focus on him. And then he follows that momentum into the second season, and he has it more consistently, and then he gets the most improved. I can Nikola Jokic. That's a pretty reasonable and foreseeable path for him. I've got him from the Denver Nuggets, my most improved player. Coach of the year we'll move on to before we get to our finals predictions. I'm going a coach that... You might, you might not sigh, but you might say, gee, Steve Kerr. Now, I reckon Steve Kerr will win the coach of the year only because he's going to be back. You know, he's going to be back on the sidelines more often. And I just think... If he can stay back. I reckon he can. And I just reckon, look, they're going to be the best team in the league again. There's no reason why they can't win 70 games. Like, if this team wins 70 games again, I reckon you have to give it to him because he would have somehow managed to keep them um, not complacent. He's kept them focused. And it's kept them hungry. So if they win 65, 70 games, to me, I look at that and I think, geez, you know, this is a coach that all of a sudden, now look, you can, I know the understanding of the argument. You put any coach in there, they're going to win games that that good. I understand that argument and it has merit and I take that on board. But it's very hard to get your team to get up and about for these regular season games when they've won, they've made in the finals for all these years and they've won championships. They've got all this talent. I, I reckon Steve Kerr, I, I, I'm pretty confident in that. He's Mikey? probably
2: the best motivator. Yeah. In the NBA. I mean, he was a great NBA player. He was a great analyst on TV, and he's a great coach. He seems like a really great guy. I mean, is there anything Steve Kerr Ker- cannot do? I didn't want to go for the obvious choice, so I went for a Brad Stevens, and I think Billy Donovan can go really closely to getting. I'm going to pick Brad Stevens just with – he's got a new team. He's got a really different team this season. He's got Kyrie Irving, Gordon Haywood. He's got his two different stars – from last season that they didn't even have there, so he's got to gel. He's got to make this team work. He's going to have a lot of, he's going to have a lot of trouble. I that's probably not the right word in making these two players um, find some chemistry. But I think he will um, end up being coach of the year.
0: Yeah, I'm with Mikey. You guys covered pretty much the three guys I don't want to touch on: Steve Kerr, Billy Donovan, and Brad Stevens. I think in the end it does go to Brad Stevens because the Celtics are going to finish. You'd say top two in the East. He hasn't been given the accolades from an award standpoint uh, since he's been in the league, but this is a guy who's really sentimented himself as, you'd say, one of the three best coaches in the league and one of these guys that, if you were starting up a franchise, he's probably one of the first coaches picked that you would choose to to begin your franchise with. He's incredibly uh, incredibly good at developing these young guys. Uh, Some of these uh, ATO sets are, are fantastic, some of the best in the league. He knows how to win really close games because of these ATO sets and being able to have someone like Curry Irving at your disposal. He's never had someone that good that young and that long committed to him. Uh, before, you could say he's, he's had Isaiah Thomas and obviously he utilised Isaiah Thomas phenomenally last year. I'll probably still put Kyrie Irving in another category just because of his age and his potential. He still has potential to get much better, as as um, as Mikey thinks. Giving him the um, the MVP was it Mikey or Luke giving him the MVP?
1: I gave Kyrie the MVP. Yeah, we both yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, we both yeah, did. We both did.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You both did. Uh, it's, again, it's it's two twenty-two in the morning. I'm, it's, uh, <laughs> have you been listening? I, I can barely concentrate. I think he um, fell
1: asleep halfway um. through. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just
0: think he, he's really in the box seat to to prove how good he is and how well. Uh, if you, you just have a look at um, at how the team played in the preseason, going four and oh, the ball movement's spectacular. He's really got a chance to uh, to prove how good of a coach he is this year, if if he if he hasn't already.
1: Last previews will be the big one: finals previews. So. I mean, you're going to be shocked what I say. Golden State defeat Cleveland in six games. I mean, that's I'm putting myself out on a limb there, saying it's going to be Golden State and Cleveland again. I just can't see how it won't be. I mean, something. Would, I said it in our season preview last year, and you might as well just copy and paste the audio. Something will have to go disastrously wrong for either Cleveland or Golden State to not in the finals again. Like yeah. th- that. That's it.
2: I think it's just a procession, isn't yeah. it? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Cleveland Cavaliers will de- will defeat the Boston Celtics.
1: In I the thought Eastern you were going to say I thought you were going to say destroy there, and no, neither no, sorry, neither, <laughs> neither team will be walking through either conference. No, 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 because you got I, the Thunder, you got the Rockets, you got the Celtics, and the Spurs. I think so Golden State State's fl-
2: going to find it harder to get back to the finals in Cleveland. They're going to find it harder to get back to the finals if that makes sense. But I think the Golden State Warriors will defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm going to say seven games to yep. keep it interesting, but that's my prediction.
0: Yeah, I'm with Mikey, and if these two teams do make it back to the finals, it'll be the fourth year in a row that these sides are faced up against each other. That's never happened in NBA history. So if that does happen and the Warriors win, it really solidifies the Warriors as one of the greatest dynasties that we've ever seen in NBA history, if if they're not already. So I really can't see any other team sneaking into the NBA finals, which we kind of knew even a couple of years ago, that as, as long as LeBron's in Cleveland and as long as... Pretty much every single one of the other top five players in the NBA, apart from Giannis, are playing for the Warriors. They're going to be back as well. So unfortunately, uh, I just see this, this going, to, going to the same script that it's been going for the last three years.
1: Well, boys, next time we speak, we'll have actual games to talk about. We will have actual basketball, real-life NBA basketball. We'll be back, and it's going to be better than ever. It's going to be unbelievable to watch, and we can always look back and see how early these predictions are proven to be absolute furfies, and they're going to be absolutely wrong. We wonder how long that'll take (laughs) this season. Mikey, before we go, where can we find you on Twitter Uh, and
2: everywhere else? Mainly on Twitter at MickVel12. Christos? At Christoph
1: Tower. Does that mean I can go to sleep now? Uh, yes, it does. Before well, we can now, because we've already said goodbye. So goodbye, Chris. You can find me on good Twitter. Night, Chris. Good, good night, Chris. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Sakari, at SEN America. It's for. He's fallen, falling asleep. he's fallen asleep on air. It's unprecedented stuff here on the SCN NBA podcast. As we say goodbye, like I mentioned, it's the best time of the year. We are on the eve of the NBA season, basically. It's not too long to wait now, Chris. You'll be getting up soon because Basketball is back. Massive opening night. Cavs, Celtics. Warriors against the Rockets. Probably four of the best teams in the competition. We get to see them on opening night. It's going to be unbelievable. To follow it all at SCN America on Twitter. where you need to be. The SCN NBA podcast will be coming at you often. Got any questions, hashtag SCN NBA podcast at SCN America. We're always happy to answer them. And until next time, we'll catch you again on the SCN NBA podcast.